0: Hello, all you lovely people out there trying to make the world a better place. Welcome to the Dead Man Walking Podcast. I am your host, Repeatedly Dead Fred, author of the soon-to-be-released medical trauma memoir, uh, Brain Fart There, Um, The Summer I Died 20 Times, thus the nickname Repeatedly Dead Fred, and thus the occasional brain fart. Today, I am happy to have Laura De, de... Help me out, please. Benedetto. De Benedetto. I'm so sorry. We can do this again. Laura De Benedetto, uh, who's here to talk about a variety of things. She's had a TED talk, she's got a book, The Six Habits, and uh, she's a fascinating person. So welcome, Laura. Happy to have you. Thank you. I'm excited to talk with you today. Thanks. So what do you want to talk about first? You've got like a wide range of talk matter. So
1: well, um, the the book that i wrote the six habits is um Mm -hmm. it's a life-changing opportunity uh for people who may have died repeatedly uh that wasn't (laughs) the original intent but i suppose it could be um don't die laughing jesus i don't have the paddles and we're doing this remotely but um you know uh the book was written to help people to live a more comprehensively joyful life i think that most people Mm -hmm. just kind of muddle through and they just kind of focus on survival, not really thriving. And I mean, that was me. I wrote the book because, you know, I felt dead inside. Um, I was actually, you know, going to the ER a few times because I was having so many anxiety attacks and I thought I was having heart attacks. Um, Mm -hmm. I just wasn't living the kind of life that uh, our creator designed for us. So I just, I knew that I wanted better. I knew that better was possible and so what I did was I decided to do something to change my life. It worked so mm-hmm. well that I went on to uh, write it into a book so I could share it with other people. I just thought it was just too life-changing to keep to myself. So mm-hmm. that's where we are. The book is a bestseller. I've done a TED Talk. It, um, it's really that been changing so cool. a lot of
0: lives. Yeah, thank you very much. So where did you do your TED Talk?
1: Uh, I actually did that remotely from Hawaii. Oh, cool! Okay. Yeah, it was really cool.
0: I hear the training they give you for a TED Talk is just amazing.
1: Uh, yeah, maybe it was, not for the
0: remotes. Uh, it,
1: everything was so different in the pandemic. You know, mm-hmm. the the training schedule that we had outlined was, um, honestly, it looked really incredible, but you know, being that we had to do everything remotely. There was a lot of things I just, you know, I had to opt out of. But what they provided instead was a lot of like one-on-one coaching and stuff like mm-hmm. that and
0: critique. And,
1: you know, it was really good. It was really good. I'm very grateful for the experience.
0: I'm glad. So if people hear the title of your book, The Six Habits, they their minds might race to The Seven Habits by Stephen Covey, which had a lot of spiritual undertones, or mm-hmm. they might think to James Clear, the Atomic Habits bestseller. But yours has a different focus. So why don't you tell us a little bit about how yours is different than just creating new habits? Yeah.
1: So it's more of an analysis of like the existing habits that we have. Most of the Mm -hmm. habits that we have, we, we think about things like what James Clear talks about in his book of physical habits or things you do. My book is all about the things you think. The habits Mm -hmm. of the mind, the well worn ruts in your head that keep you responding to every situation the same way over and over. The problem with that is most of the habits that we have do not serve us. You know, we experience adversity, we react the same way generally every time, you know, maybe slightly different, but it's typically the same. You know, we um, apparently die a lot. You know, you might react the same way every time and have like the same emotional reaction to it. You know, mm-hmm. um, you know, you could experience criticism online, criticism from your from your spouse, a failure, a loss, an opportunity, something not going your way, and we typically respond the same way. And our life and the life we have, the the success or failure that we're experiencing, the um, abundance or lack thereof that we're experiencing, it, it is that is a as james clear puts it a lagging indicator it mm-hmm. is the result of all of these years of habits so if you take a look at your life and you're like well this sucks well i'm sorry but it's your own damn fault and mm-hmm. the good news is you can do something about it you know it your life is the result of a culmination of all your habits stacked up and presented on a platter if you will it's like Mm -hmm. here's the total right so it's it's just the result like if you you know if you continually say to yourself i'm a loser 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 and you say this to yourself for like 40 years on end and then at 40 years old you just you discover oh my god i'm a loser i haven't done anything with my life why would you be shocked Mm -hmm. why would you be shocked you've done nothing but program your head to believe that you're a loser. So your life mm-hmm. will res- reflect that. Now, if you go through your life and you believe, no, I'm a winner, I can do things. I'm a winner, I can do things. I'm a winner, I can do things. And you believe this deeply and you say this to yourself for 40 years. At the end of 40 years, you're going to look at yourself and be like, God damn, look at
0: me. I'm a winner and I did things. You know? yeah. So think, it's a
1: lot of different stuff.
0: I, th- I think a big part of that is we're not told how to think. I am a winner and how to internalize that we're not taught how to give us ourselves positive self-talk, but what we are taught is to engage in a lot of reductionist theory and look at a problem and try and over-reduce it and oversimplify it. Mm
1: -hmm. And
0: then trying to use an oversimplified correction that Mm -hmm. is entirely inappropriate. Agreed.
1: And my book seeks to remedy that, um, mm-hmm. and it delivers. You know, there's a lot of books out there that are very well written, but you can't take action on them. Um, you know, the, the books that you mentioned mm-hmm. are excellent books, and people should absolutely read those and take action on what's in there. My book is one of those books. They, mm-hmm. you know, the, the people who read my book and do the things that are prescribed, to change the mental programming and like deprogram out of really negative toxic thoughts. Um, Mm -hmm. These are the people who see massive, massive life change. You know, there's, there's, there's also a number of, you know, very interesting thought provoking books out there that are more theoretical than practical. My Mm -hmm. book subtitle is practical tools for making your dreams come to life and whatever they are. I mean, you, you could dream of just having a beautiful farm in the middle of the country somewhere. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, some people dream of just, you know, being married and maybe having like, you know, a couple of kids and being 30 pounds thinner. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, other people want to travel the world and have a big yacht. You can have what you want. If other people can have it, you can have it because those, those people that have those things are not special. You Mm know, I'm not special. You're not special. Sorry. You're not. Nobody's special. And it like, that's a good thing. It means that, Oh, well, they don't have some sort of secret sauce that I don't have or can't have. And mm-hmm. since they're not special and I'm not special, if they could do it, then I can do it too. But I have to do things to make my thoughts in line with someone who has those things. I want mm-hmm. that stuff. I want my dreams. I want to do the things. I want to start the business. Whatever it is that you want, you know, you have an opportunity to create it for yourself, but it all starts in your head.
0: Absolutely. And vocalizing things also helps, you know, the, uh, the old Testament says that, you know, the universe was created with words. God spoke, let there be light. And, you know, there's a power to that. You can really, really, you know, if you speak to yourself, not just internally, but externally, that really penetrates.
1: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So, um, you know, there are six habits and I'd be happy to review one of them with you. Mm-hmm. Um, That's it's, a teaser. it's not something. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to give away all six. You have to read the book for that or watch the mm-hmm. Ted talk. Cause they're all mentioned in there, but um, you know, you're talking about how you speak to yourself. So let's, mm-hmm. let's talk about the habit of kindness. That's the first one mentioned in the book. So mm-hmm. kindness is the way you treat yourself. It's not the way you treat others. It is mentioned in the book, how you treat others, but it's easy to be nice to other people you can do Mm -hmm. that. Even if you want to stab them in the eye eye with an ice pick, you can still be nice to people. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I drive through traffic. I feel, Mm -hmm. I feel the urge. Right. But like the hard thing, the hard thing is not restraint of not being a jerk to other people. The hard thing is the restraint of not being a jerk to yourself Mm -hmm. because there's no immediate discernible consequence that people experience. So Mm -hmm. they just keep doing it. So the habit of kindness is the thoughts, words, and actions of love toward yourself from yourself. So I'll give you some examples. One of the things that a lot of people do is when they're about to do something that they find scary, they just lean into that. They'll be like, oh my God, I can't do this, or I'm going to screw this up. Mm-hmm. I, I, I can't do this. And they get paralyzed with fear. I mean, you know, just go with me for a second here. Like, I can't do this. I'm a failure. Oh my God. What am I thinking? I'm freaking out. I, I can't handle this. Oh my God. I, I can't do this. I, I can't go into this meeting. I cannot ask my boss for like a $12,000 raise. I, I can't do this. And what happens is sometimes we screw it up you know, we go into the thing that we were scared of, we screw it up because we've talked ourselves into such a state of frenzy that we sabotage the process or we're like, screw it. We don't even try just using the example of going after the raise. We just cancel the meeting or we just Mm -hmm. clam up. We don't say anything or, you know, whatever. It it triggers a lot of that flight, you know, fight, freeze Mm -hmm. or fawn experience. And when you are kind to yourself by comparison, the behavior is different. I mean, you can even like see the looks on my face when I'm kind of like pantomiming this for you. It's like, you know, when you're in the negative, it's like you, you, you see the stress on the face, but when it's like, no, I got this, I got this, I can do this. I'm going to go in there. I believe in myself. I got this. I don't even no. I'm not worried about this. This is going to go well. It's going to be what it is. And I have faith in myself in this process. I got this. What happens there, it's a calming effect. It's a calming effect, it's a magnetic effect because if you see someone walking in who's really not on their A game and they're like really off and you they've like they got all this yucky body language and this yucky like energy. Let's say you're the boss that's about to be pitched for a $12,000 raise. Um, you see all this negative body energy. You don't understand necessarily what it is but you're not excited to do something nice for this person. Because you're just receiving all this negative energy off this person, even though you can't name what it is. You don't know what it is. You just feel it. Mm. But when you get the opposite, you get someone who walks in your office confident, feeling really good, calm like, oh, yeah, I got this. You know, like, this is good. I'm excited to have this conversation. It's going to be great. You know, that person, when they walk in, they're giving an easeful, a graceful type of energy. And what that does is it, it not only affects the other person, but it also creates a different energy to the conversation. And Mm -hmm. and it's like people want to think that the subject of manifestation is just sitting on a prayer pillow and wishing for stuff. But it's not. It's also the energy of what you wish to attract. And the, the energy that you have will impact the energy of the person that you wish to receive stuff from. So if you treat yourself like crap, you're less likely to get what you want because you're destroying your energy. If you treat yourself really, really well, it's okay to be scared. I'm scared every day. But like, Mm -hmm. if you treat yourself really well, you affect your own energy differently, thereby affecting other people's energy differently and affecting your outcomes differently. When you just have this energy of prosperity and possibility, you can move mountains. You can have anything you want. But when you've got the, you know, the the energy of a loser, you tend to perpetuate that and get more of it. So Mm -hmm. with the habit of kindness, now I notice that, you know, we're talking about behaviors and everything, but I want to be really clear. A habit is something you do unconsciously. So with the two examples I gave you of like the real negative, oh my God, I suck. I can't do this. That's a habit because this fictitious person I just made up, right? Let's call him Bob, poor Bob, Bob. Feels like crap about himself and bob has been having this reaction and this response to stress or fear this his whole life bob has always reacted this way bob has a very bad mental habit of unkindness to himself right so the other person larry okay larry is a baller he feels good about himself he walks into the meeting with the boss to ask for the twelve thousand dollars Larry has a different energy because Larry's always had a different energy because it's his habit when he's confronted with stress or, oh my God, this is really scary. He's like, no way, man, I got this. And that's his habit. A habit is something we do automatically. You don't have to try. So here's the thing I can tell you right now. It's the secret sauce. You need to be nice to yourself and be like, oh, cool. You're not going to change your life by me telling you that. You will not. Nobody will. However, I mean, honestly, even if you read the book, you will not change your life. But the reason why the book exists is because it has um, strategies and practical tools for you to use to help you change your habitual thinking so you become habitually kind to yourself. Because being kind to yourself, not a new idea. Your mom probably told you this stuff. But like to your point, we weren't taught how to do it. This book teaches Mm -hmm. you how to do it. So it's like, oh, wow, well, how do I actually automatically be nice to myself so I can have a better energy around me and affect all of my possible outcomes much better. How can I create prosperity for myself? We have to change how you show up in life and you do that by changing your nugget.
0: And it can be really simple, simple things. You know, we've all heard the phrase charity begins at home, but home is you. You should be your first charity and working on the things you just alluded to. And as I've talked to people on so many podcasts, they, they all have some version of what you've been talking about with the loser syndrome. And they all have some variant of imposter syndrome or yep. lack of confidence or you know, they don't have the right posture to walk into a room or they don't know how to shake yep. hands properly. Like these are all contributors, but the more you do them, the more it becomes that intuition. And yes. you don't have to think about it just like you don't have to think about breathing. You just do it. Mm-hmm. And breathing yeah, is not something is we do reflexive.
1: Right. Well, yeah. if you repeatedly died, I would argue that you you've got a point there. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I think that to change how you show up and make it automatic, it's it's proven. You, you have to put the work in. So, you know, the people who read my book and do the work they see massive massive changes in their life that have like a ripple effect throughout their entire lives so there's six Mm -hmm. habits imagine if you change only just this one and forget the other five you're going to see a massive radical change in your life because you'll see new pathways in your brain being created, you'll have different responses mm-hmm. to different situations. You'll catch yourself being totally chill one day when someone's being an absolute jerk to you. You'll, yeah. you'll, you know, you'll see somebody like coming after you online in, in the comments section and you'll just be like, Yeah, whatever, poor guy, must be having a bad day instead of getting triggered, mm-hmm. you know? Like when you're able to respond automatically without even thinking in a helpful way, That's awesome. Like being angry doesn't really help us too often. It does help us, believe it or not. Anger is a very useful tool because we can get angry that problems exist. And that's where the inspiration to solve them can come from. So if you're angry, if you're listening to me talk to you, and you're angry about some of the situations in your life that have really sucked for you, and you're sick of things going wrong, and you're finally angry enough to do something about it. Awesome. That's a wonderful use for anger. Be mm-hmm. pissed off at the situation and use it as the your driving force to actually do the work to um to make sure that you actually are able to get things done in your life.
0: Mm-hmm. It's you know what, what I mean? you do with the anger that's the key. Like if you just yeah. use it to to you know seal the the boiling pot and let the pressure build up. That's mm-hmm. not useful to you. But if you use the anger to move it in a positive direction, Absolutely. that's what we need to do. So do you have a, it is. A actually I want to say
1: I want to say I want to say one thing to you that I think you'd find really useful. Mm-hmm. Anger at my situation is what caused me to study human behavior and study psychology and study the science behind habit formation. And I was angry my life. And I was finally pissed off enough to do something about it. So Mm -hmm. that's why all of this started. But the joy of the result is why I ended up writing the book so I could share it with others because it was like, oh my God, this is life-changing. I can't keep this Mm -hmm. to myself. Mm -hmm. So go on. I had to
0: tell you that. Uh, I think it's a a very important point. Uh, Do you you work with clients one-on-one? I do. I love it. So do you have a tale of somebody who started manifesting some of your six habits and just did such a mind blowing turnaround that you would like to share? Yeah, I would
1: actually. Yeah. I mean, obviously the names will be changed to protect
0: the innocent and fabulous. Mm -hmm. Um, Bob number two.
1: Yeah. Bob number two. Um, Poor Bob. I always pick on him as my examples, this poor fictitious Mm -hmm. Bob. Anyway, Um, yeah, I have actually this wonderful man that I've been working with for over a year. And, um, the, the place where he started was really successful. Uh, he's done a lot in his life. Um, fabulous career owns his own business, but a lot of the reason why he was so successful is because he basically, um, beat himself mercilessly. Mm -hmm. To make it yeah. happen he, he abused his way into success and a lot of people do that and i know that because i used to do it but this man he built a great business for himself and you know he always abused his way abused himself into success right so then when once he started to really achieve things and started to do the work on himself you know and spending time with me we uncovered his incredible exhaustion at just beating himself up all the time, Mm -hmm. how tired he was, how just beaten down. And he's, and unfortunately what happened is because he always beat himself down so much and that forced him to be successful. And a lot of, again, a lot of people do that. Um, He ended up developing a deep loathing um, for what he was doing and absolute paralysis over, well, now what I've actually achieved Mm -hmm. what I wanted except I still hate myself Um, and and I'm still treating myself.
0: And that's, I find out now that's not really what I wanted.
1: Yeah, no, he wanted the success, but he wanted it for the wrong reasons. Mm -hmm. So in the work that we've done together, we've actually been able to successfully reframe how he sees himself, how Mm -hmm. he treats himself and what he does in response. So now actually what he's doing is he's starting to have incredible self-understanding and he's starting to be more playful, more joyful. Mm -hmm. He's pursuing things because of desire, not because of a punishment. He's pursuing things from a place of just pure excitement. You know, that's, Mm -hmm. that's wonderful. And what's really neat is he's at, he's, um, he's Entering a period of transition in his career, he's achieved a lot, and he did that from a place of um, self-flagellation.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, now he's in a place where he's kind of retiring, sort of, and able to transition out. And he's like, "Well, well, now what? Well, now what, mm-hmm. honey? You get to actually create from a place of joy. You feel differently about yourself. So you built this. You did it. Okay. Now you need to step away." Because you did what you set out to do, you succeeded, and you're also bored by it. So now let's move on to this next chapter of your life, because now you're a different man. Now you're a different man who sees himself in, through the eyes of love, who treats himself with the thoughts, words, and actions of love, excitement, curiosity, playfulness. And because of all of these things, now you get to create and build and adventure from a place of just absolute childlike glee. Isn't that awesome? Mm -hmm. So, so now uh, the last session that we had, we were talking about all the possibilities for what he might like to do. We were able to uncover that um, some of his um, biggest, I guess, liabilities and disabilities are actually his assets and to use Mm -hmm. those differently to his advantage. I can't get into those. Um, But we're also talking about, uh, the possibilities for the, what this next chapter would look like. Because when we think about retirement, right, his brain first went to the place that most people think about, well, I guess I could golf, I guess I could go fishing. It's like, yeah, but mm-hmm. honey, you're a young man and you're, you're like, you loved create and build. And now that you finally know how to treat yourself and you are the man that you were supposed to be, you're kind and you're thoughtful to you. Um, Now you can actually do the thing that you deeply love and you can still go golfing and fishing, but like now you should start another business because you love yourself and you're excited and you don't have to be successful. This one is a pure joy business. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, you should have seen him. He was so, so excited on the phone call. Like I, I could just like, I could just feel his energy. I could see his smile, like just, lighting up. Like I can feel the energy coming from him of like this incredible excitement of possibility of like, I'm free. I did it. I, and I get to create from a place of joy and I, I don't need to be, I don't need to abuse myself anymore. And Mm -hmm. I, I can actually build the business that I always wanted to build from a place of like just pure excitement where, Mm -hmm. you know, he hadn't done that the first time, you know, and he definitely achieved a lot of success, but the way you achieve success is extremely important. So the the shift in him, it's just, he's healthier. Like over the last year, he's, um, he's gotten much healthier. He's lost weight. He has more quality time with his, um, his family, his kids, his wife. Um, and he's been able to like completely step out of business, um, meetings that he didn't need to be in. Cause he always felt like, Oh, well I have to be here.
0: Mm-hmm. No, you
1: don't, you know? And so he's been giving himself permission. He's been, you know, letting things go. He's been delegating better. He's been, I mean, God, he's just, he's so amazing. And it's just, it's most, it's like, it's so exhilarating to like watch him, um, just grow and change because mm-hmm. I know like what he did when he was being an utter jerk to himself and now that he's starting to be really nice to himself it's like you can blow the lid off the potential it's like much Mm -hmm. more um massive
0: i think you you touched on a, a point but i think you said something about childlike and yeah when we get to that if we can get to that positive excitement place that childlike excitement place you know if you're walking down the street and you see little little kids like toddlers of three years old and they see like a flower and they're jumping for joy like yeah. we lose that as adults but we don't and have to we don't have to but it's sort of what we're taught or what we're shown either Correct. directly or indirectly so little
1: kids see adults as unhappy miserable robots who appreciate mm-hmm. nothing
0: mm-hmm so when you're kind to yourself and you have that charity begins at home mindset, you can get back towards that childlike excitement and use that as fuel to help you move yourself forward, I believe.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. A hundred percent. And and here's the thing. Like, so I started working with the client that I was telling you about because he read my book, loved my book, reached out and he's like, I just, I loved your book. We ended up talking and, you know, then I decided to, um, just hire me for one session. And Mm -hmm. apparently it made a hell of an impression. So he's just been working with me ever since. And, you know, the, all of the six habits contribute to that childlike wonder. And Mm -hmm. it's actually mentioned in the book, right? Like, you know, we, we really deeply need to, we need to appreciate life. We need to Mm -hmm. like, not take this incredible gift for granted. Like I'm, I'm not, um, a person who believes in multiple lives. I believe that we get one. Why waste it? Why waste it? Why for treat sure. ourselves like crap? Like why there's no benefit to it. You know? Oh, because you know, your aunt Flo said to you that you need to treat yourself like crap because you're not worthy. And that's just what you do. No, sorry. You're negative auntie. I'm not doing that. Like
0: I never liked know, that Flo.
1: Yeah. She sucks. Um, but you know, you can, you can live your life as honestly, as a giddy child the whole time. It's one of the things I deeply admire about my dad. My dad is one of my biggest heroes because he has never lost his childlike appreciation, you know, Mm -hmm. like he and I have one thing that's kind of funny in common, um, we'll go outside. So I live in North Florida and we have a ton of toads. I love toads. I think they're adorable. Right. (laughs) And I am just a big kid. I want to be clear as a bell about that one. Um, so I will go outside with my dad and I'll be Dad. Oh my God, it's a toad. And then we'll both rush over and pick up the toad. Oh my God, he's so cute. And it's like, To be able to approach life with that kind of excitement, like, oh, yes, I get to have this meeting with this person, or yes, I get to do this podcast interview, or like, yay, I made a friend today, or like, hey, I got to sit at the airport bar, screw it, I'm going to have a beer and make a friend next to me, and like, life Mm -hmm. becomes a big playground, and you like... I mean, anyone who's feeling negative might listen to what I'm saying and be like, Oh my God, she sounds like a crackhead. Well, we'll try being happy. It's actually better Um, Mm -hmm. than just being negative and silent and isolated and just in yourself all the time. And like, you know, if you change your perception of the world um, starting with your perception of you, you can do so much. I mean, like my perception now of life is Mm -hmm. life is a big playground and all of these other people are my playmates and I get to hang out with all kinds of people and have a wonderful time. I make friends every place I go. I make friends every time I sit down next to somebody in an airplane. By the time we leave the plane, we're besties. You know, I make friends at the airport, you know, I go to a restaurant, you know, I'm friends with everybody. And why not? Like life mm-hmm. is so friggin' short. Like enjoy the ride. It and definitely you ha- if you I mean if you have that kind of excitement and exuberance for just meeting people, but like think of you know, work or business or family as a playground. And like, I get to share my life with my wife and I get to play Mm -hmm. with her every day. And like, you know, we get to have fun being silly and making toast and, you know, cleaning the litter box and whatever. And like, just life can be so playful and fun and Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to feel like this friggin' slog. And most people make it suck because we just learn misery from those around us, but Mm -hmm. we can choose joy and I've mapped it out for you. So (laughs) yeah.
0: And I think people also have um, a tendency to disproportionately weight negative things Mm -hmm. uh, as opposed to their positive experiences in their life. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's, it's, it's indisputable. People have a very poor ability to properly judge the weight of things. Um, Mm -hmm. Negative things seem to weigh 10 times more and we dismiss the positive. We're hardwired to do that. I mean, our our survival instincts, like back to cavemen days, it's like you pay attention to the negative stuff, the good stuff. It's like, oh, whew, I didn't die. You know, I feel like you you have a lot of familiarity with this. Like, yay, yeah, yeah, I didn't die. All right. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. but like then when something bad happens, it it just it has a heavier psychological weight. But we can also change that. We don't have to continually choose to look at things in such a toxic and unhelpful way.
0: Mm-hmm. So Laura, um, we're getting close to the end of time. Uh not for the wow, universe, that's heavy. just for, for us.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, Holy crap, yeah. is
1: it really Revelation's time? <laughs> yes.
0: Um so if people want to get a hold of you uh for a private session or a speaking gig or whatever, how do they get a hold of you?
1: If you go to it's thesixhabits.com, it's T-H-E-S-I-X habits.com. You can get a signed copy of my book if you like. You can get your hands on the 90-day program that changed my life and so many others. Uh, you can also reach out to me about coaching or speaking engagements. You can listen to this show and some other shows. Um, but yeah, thesixhabits.com, T-H-E-S-I-X habits.com.
0: Perfect. So as we wrap up, uh, I mentioned to you the dead man walking quiz. Would you like to participate? Number 13. 13. Okay. Have you ever eaten an insect on purpose or would you like to make that part of your regular diet as some people are now proposing? Those
1: some people can go eat all the bugs they want. That is a hard no for me. I will be a lettuce-munching vegan before I eat a bug on purpose. No. Does this mean I've eaten bugs accidentally? Regrettably, yes. But I'm sure uh, we all have. No, our bodies are actually not designed to... Uh, digest this. We don't have the proper enzymes that can actually uh, cause long term cancer. So, for people who are like, Yeah, I'm so excited to eat bugs and crickets and stuff because the WEF said this was a great idea and I can't wait to do it. Yeah, you're not a bird. So, maybe stick to veggies if that's your thing or, you know, some other sustainable meat or whatever it is that floats your boat. But ew, ew.
0: I'm with you on that. <laughs> So, no, Laura... Although
1: the occasional accidental fly when you get your mouth open for too long.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Laura de Benedetto. Is that better? De Benedetto. De Benedetto. Oh my gosh. Brain damage. I'm so sorry. But they could just. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> thank you so much for being on. Thank you to the audience for tuning in. Please like subscribe. Uh, share this, share this uh, podcast with lots of people, send them to Laura to get some help moving their lives forward and have yourselves a great week. We'll see you next episode. Bye-bye. And I think um, Zoom is going to kick us off.